Blog Talk Radio. Turn on the light. Save the world from darkness, yeah. Turn on the light. Won't you please, my friend, yeah. Welcome to the Turn on the Light broadcast with Bishop Elect, Simmons, and Ann Butterfield. We are the Ephesian Pastors at Light of the World Pre-Turn Tabernacle International Church in Scottsdale, Georgia. Our co-founder is Archbishop Bishop Jesus Smith, and our senior pastor is Oshabar Hartman and his lovely wife, Lady E. We are so glad that you have tuned in. We are going to show you a God that will bring you life. So call your neighbors and call your friends. Call Lottie Dottie and everybody. Tell them that the Turn on the Life broadcast is on the air. Tell them to dial 917-388-4161. And while you're getting your neighbors and your friends, hear the song. Give it all I have. Oh, 
amen, are just binding together, amen, to advance the kingdom of God. So we thank God, amen, for another time that we can come together. And we're looking forward to our empowerment conference in January. Hallelujah. Uh, the teaching itself has already been uh, starting to get assigned. So we're thanking God for what God is going to do with us and through us. And uh, tonight, uh, we, we also are so glad we have one of our faithful, 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 faithful uh, uh, speaker who has been with us, hallelujah, over a dozen, uh, 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 a decade, May, oh my God, over a decade he's been with us, hallelujah, a faithful man of God, and we thank God for what God is doing in his life and in his life, and we pray God continues to bless him, none other than Pastor Fair, who's going to speak tonight, and we thank God for uh, Minister uh, Elder um, Lewis, amen, back from out of town, amen, and, and, and laboring, and he is here tonight, too, on the program. We thank God for you, and man of God, continue to let God use you. Uh, but tonight, I'll tell you, uh, without further ado, Pastor uh, Fair has a topic. I'm going to let him say it. I'll tell you, but it's going to get you excited when you hear it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let him say it, though. So, Pastor Fair, just introduce yourself. I know you're no stranger to this broadcast, but just introduce yourself, and then let us give us what God has given you. We're looking forward to it. Good evening, Bishop Butterfield. How are you? Fantastic. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, I am Pastor Fair, and I'm currently uh, working as the interim pastor of a small church in Carrier Mills. I've been there since April, and uh, it looks like I'm going to be there for a while longer. Uh, they haven't found the pastor yet, and uh, it doesn't hurt my feelings at all. That's where God has placed me, and that's where I'm going to stay until God Amen. moves me on. And the Amen. message tonight, yes, indeed, the title of the message is something that uh, I, I, studying upon it and reading upon it and, and praying on it is get radical. Get radical. <laughs> and we're going to look at a way to get more than radical in this because to <laughs> me, you see churches that are complacent throughout the world. Yes. So it's time yes. for us to step back and take a look at what God has for us and how we can mm-hmm. get radical. First yes, thing that sir. I come across in this is the church is not an audience to be entertained. Did, did well, you get that? The church is not an audience <laughs> to be entertained. It's an army right. to be empowered. Wow, the church yes. is an army to be empowered. And there's no greater way to empower an army than to get them radical. <laughs> if I were to give mm-hmm. you the word soar, uh, S-O-A-R, what would you think about that, Bishop? What would your first thought be about Flying. soar, S-O-A-R? Flying, soaring high. Flying. Okay. Mm-hmm. And most people would think that and think along the lines of uh, they wait on the Lord, mount up with wings as eagles, uh, as a soar because an eagle soars. But I have mm-hmm. an acronym that I use a whole lot more, and it applies for tonight, and it's sold out and radical. Sold out <laughs> and radical. You see, that's what God wants us to be for him. I mean, you stop and you think about it. Jesus Christ was sold out and radical for us, so much so that he left his comforts of heaven. He came to walk on this earth as a man, and he went through all manner of stuff for 
our sake, the stripes on his back, the spear in his side, his being beaten almost beyond recognition. He was so sold out and radical for his purpose, for you and I, that we would not have to bear the sins that we should bear, but he wanted to get a hold of them for us. So you see, Jesus himself gives us a very good example of how to be sold out and radical. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Father, for the time that we can come together and share your word. Father, that we can learn about how to be empowered ourselves as the army of God that we are, not to cower away in a corner, not to uh, pass on to something else or someone else, but, Father, that we put our trust in you in all things, that everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that we are, everything that we have been, everything that we're going to be, we put our trust in you. And, Father, we just give, we thank you and we give you praise and honor and glory that we can look at something such as this to get not only radical, but to get sold out and radical for yeah. you just yes. as you got sold out and radical for us. We thank Amen. you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you. Get radical. Thank you, oh, the text <laughs> that, I, that God gave me for this is uh, Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. And we'll take a look at that. And he went out thence and came into his own country, and his disciples follow him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began teaching in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. Can you you imagine that? That being offended at Jesus. Mm. And they were offended at him. But verse 4, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor in his own country, among his own kin and in his own house. And he could do Mm. there do no mighty work. Says that he laid hands on a few upon a few sick folk and healed them. And verse six, and he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went round about the villages teaching. You know, this passage of scripture is something that should as long as we've been reading the word of God, it should be something that troubles us dearly. Because the words that Jesus spoke in John twelve forty five with all my heart, he said, and who he who beholds me beholds the one who sent me out of the uh, New American Standard Bible. That, and more to mm-hmm. the point, he said in John ten thirty, I and and the Father are one. Mm-hmm. And I affirm the doctrine and the divinity of Jesus and believe he is fully God. Then why mm-hmm. does verse five? say that he could do no miracle there. Mm. You stop and you think about that. We're talking about the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Mm. We're talking about the creator of the universe. Why does it show that he could do no miracle there? 
My understanding of God is that he is all-powerful, and he can do anything. Mm -hmm. I agree Mm -hmm. with Job's word there out of Job's 42.2, coming from the NIV. I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours will be thwarted. So what could be so powerful that it kept Jesus from performing miracles? Mm. Mm. Well, in our text, You think about the faith for a moment. Just think about faith. The scripture paints faith as a powerful force that can do amazing things. Amen? With faith, the faith of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. We can say, this mountain be cast into the sea, and it will move. We can say, rise, walk. Thus, such as I have, gold and silver have I none, but I can give you such as I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. The Hebrew author puts it this way from Hebrews 11, 32 through 34. And what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David, of Samuel, and the prophets. Verse 33, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. You see, Jesus doesn't show that he is uh, weak at all there. In fact, he shows he is somewhat radical. Uh, He's actually sold out and radical to the purpose that he was sent here for. Those are just a few examples that you can find in the Word of God. Look at what he did for Moses. Look at what he did for Noah. Look at what he did for Samuel. Look at what he did for Samson. Over and over and over and over again, we see how radical Jesus was, how sold out and radical he was for the purpose that he was here. Faith is more than the power of positive thinking. Stop and you think about that. If faith wasn't as strong as we presume it to be, why would Jesus mention it so much? Why would he show so much importance in a small five-letter word? Father, in all in thy hands. Five-letter word, faith. Hebrews 11.1 says, now faith is the substance yeah. of things hoped for, the evidence of yeah. things not seen. It is the mm-hmm. substance of the hope of things that we have divine assurance of, but it is more than that. It's the evidence of unseen realities. Unseen realities. What, again, we ask ourselves, what could be so powerful that it kept Jesus from doing miracles? Mm. If faith is much more than positive thinking, then is it possible that unbelief is more than negative thinking? Stop and think about that for a minute. If faith is all-powerful, if faith can move mountains, negative things, if negative thoughts, is what would we say about that? The unbelief. If we had unbelief in our hearts, what would we say that that is a tool for? There's an old saying, if you've got that kind of thinking, you need to get a checkup from the neck up and stop that stinking thinking, something along (laughs) those lines. If faith is more than positive thinking, 
It is denying the substance of the things that we have divine assurance of, and it is living without evidence of unseen realities. God has chosen to work through faith and not to work in an atmosphere of unbelief. Oh, can the lack of faith make just as many negative things happen? Oh, yeah. You stop and you think about it. Look at our text. Look at our text. Verse 5 very clearly says he could do no miracle there except that he laid his hands upon a few sick people and healed them. Verse 6, and he wondered at their unbelief. Whew. You see, something so powerful to stop Jesus from doing miracles has got to be something that we need to take a look at. <laughs> right. Isn't it time that the church steps back up to where we're supposed to be and it's time for us to get radical? Isn't it time for us to get sold out and radical? And what a conversation starter. Somebody asks, how are you doing? Oh, I'm sore. Well, of course, they're going to think you're talking S-O-R-E, and they'll, re- they'll make a comment on that. Oh, no, no, no. You don't understand. I'm not talking about that kind of sore. I'm so S-O-A-R. I am sold out and radical for Jesus Christ. Would you like to know why? <laughs> what a, what a <laughs> way to start a conversation. Woo! Even with that explanation, that, this passage, it still troubles me, not for theological reasons, because I know that an all-powerful God can choose how to exercise his power and can choose how to work through faith, not unbelief. I'm troubled by this passage for practical reasons. You stop and you think about that. Mm-hmm. I know that God will not work through my unbelief. <laughs> Have you ever considered that when we're praying for something and like the story we're going to look at a little bit, Lord, I believe, help out my unbelief? Have you ever wondered why this, this person prayed that prayer? God, I believe, but help my unbelief. Because he knew that there was something there to stop God's power. Hmm. We wouldn't think about anything that could stop God's power, would we? Think about it. God is not obligated. Now, get a hold of this. God is not obligated to work through me or for you, for that matter. Is that a shocker to you? Take Elijah, for example. In his lifetime, God worked through him in magnificent ways. But in my opinion, he did not finish well. After a great spiritual battle against the prophets of Baal, Elijah went on a 40-day journey to escape from Jezebel. When at last he arrived at the mountain where God revealed his glory to Moses, he drifted into despair and displayed his anger toward God. Because he had not destroyed his enemies. Have you ever felt like God has turned his back on you for any reason? Have you ever felt like uh, that you drifted into despair or maybe even displayed anger because God didn't destroy your enemies? Mm. Mm. Well, you see, I like the verses that say God prepares a table for us with our enemies. Because he does that for one simple reason, to publicly humiliate them. They have already been defeated. God knows that. So here we are dining with our enemies. 
<laughs> you see how God is already starting to promote us to be radical, to be sold out and radical. He, he not only destroyed our enemies, but he is publicly humiliating them by having us to sit and dine with them. And going back to Elijah, mm-hmm. God ignores, ignored his complaint and told Elijah to go and stand on the mountain. For a time, God revealed his glory to Elijah with a gentle breeze. And a voice asked Elijah what he is doing there. And Elijah responds with the same stuff. <laughs> he is the only one left that's doing God's work. And God isn't rewarding his efforts by destroying his enemies. That's uh, <laughs> We could go all kind of places with that. Arrogance is the first thing that pops into my mind. It's kind of like uh, uh, Jonah. Jonah wanted to sit back and watch God destroy the city. He wanted to claim that he, he threw the, the fastball and uh, take credit for it. He made a place of shade. Jonah made a place of shade to sit and watch God destroy Nineveh. But God didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing how our plans don't line up with what God's plans are. God wants to show his power through everything that he does. He wants to show his love and his grace and his mercy, absolutely. But he wants to show his power to us mm-hmm. and to everyone around us. When Elijah said this to God, what was God's response? God sent Elijah from the mountain and told him to pass his mantle on to Elisha. God was through with Elijah. His blessing moved on to another. Just as God's will, just, just the same way God will remove his candlestick from among a church, he will remove his blessing from his servants in God. Is God using you? Now, let me back up on that. God, as, as just as God will remove his candlestick from among the church. I did a study here a while back on Revelation, and where it was talking about the seven candlesticks. And what I found that that word, the single word candlestick, has three separate meanings uh, in the book of Revelation. It can mean a, a candlestick which is exactly what it says, that holds a candle. It can mean a lamp with a light burning, and it can also mean a pastor. So just as God will remove his pastor from among his church, Mm -hmm. he will remove Mm -hmm. his blessing from his servants. Oh, Mm -hmm. is God using you? Is God's Mm -hmm. blessing flowing through you? Are you radical enough to see that God has got you going in a certain direction? Oh, you know, to me, everywhere you go, you no matter where you go, you see churches that have gotten so complacent. It's unbelievable that they serve the same God that I look Amen. at that wants to give us everything that he has given us. But so many times in book of, in the book of Matthew, God tells Jesus himself tells us we can have whatsoever things we ask if we ask and not doubt. But That's too many right. times we say what we have. Oh, yeah, I've got a backache instead of I'm healed by his stripes. Oh, I've got a massive headache instead of I'm healed by his stripes. We say what we have uh-huh. instead of having what we say. 
Woo! So I'm asking that question again. Is God using you? Is God flowing through you? Woo! Are you sold out and radical enough to let God have his way in you, in your life, in your household, in your place of business, in your sphere of influence? Is God flowing through you with the power and the strength that he is intended to do? Mm, that's kind of a tough wow. question. Really? That's kind of a tough question. In his book, Your God is Too Small, J.B. Phillips writes, there are, for example, those who are considerably worried by the thought of a God simultaneously hearing and answering the prayers and aspirations of people all over the world. Imagine that. Even still today, there's people that are considerably worried about and the thought hmm. that God can't answer all of the prayers all around the world. And J.B. Phillips wrote about it. That may be because their mental picture is of harassed telephone operator answering calls at a switchboard at a, a super, superhuman size. You know, <laughs> it, it would be like, I'm sorry, the number you have reached is no longer in service. Please try your call again. <laughs> no, you don't get that with God. God does not do that. He does not. You don't get a busy signal. And the nicest thing about it, God answers an email. Woo! We never stood more tall than when we fall on our knees. It is really better to say, frankly, I can imagine how it can be done. You know, which is the literal too, than to confuse the mind with the picture of an enlarged man performing the impossible. Ah, you see. J.B. Phillips knew what he was talking about. God knows what he's talking about. When God says that the church is an army to be empowered, how better to empower us than to show us and to show the world around us that we are sore. We are sold out and radical. I'm going to use that a lot in this message because it's important that we get a hold of that. And I'm hoping that you get something from that that is something that you remember, that how to begin your trip to become radical. <laughs> Back in the day when I was doing the clown ministry, I searched and searched and searched for the clown name that I was to use. I wasn't getting anything. I couldn't come up, come up with anything. And one day in my prayer closet, I kept getting radical. And that's all I would get, radical. And I'd continue praying, and I'd get radical. Mm -hmm. I said, God, what are you trying to tell me? He says, get radical. Get radical. I thought, okay. So I took that on as my clown name because it made me stop and think. When I was walking in the world, I was most certainly radical for the world. Why couldn't I be radical for Jesus? Get radical. Get sold out and radical. What a difference it makes in your life. Do you serve a God that can do what he says he's going to do? Do you serve a God that is big enough to step up and give you the kind of power that only he can give you? Do you serve a God that is big enough that you don't have to look anywhere else but to trust and believe in him with no unbelief that something that's going to stop Jesus from doing miracles in and through you. Do you serve 
that God. You see, you have see some people that will kind of hang their head. Yeah, I, I serve Jesus. This is my Jesus. And they kind of point down to the floor somewhere. No, 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 no. I look behind me. I point to the sky. I, no, no, this is my Jesus. This is how big he is. You want to come at me? Come on, bring it. Give it your best shot because he's made me radical. <laughs> and, you know, when you're radical against the things of the world, people sit up and take notice. They really do. I mean, well, yeah. do you serve a God that can? He is the God that walked with the three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace and rescued them out of Nebuchadnezzar's evil hands. He is the God of Daniel who quieted the mouths of the lions and was able to deliver him from the grass. He is the God of Moses who parted the Red Sea and drowned the Egyptian army and pursued God's people. He is the God, the son of David that guided a single stone from David's slingshot to Goliath's head. He is the God that raised Jesus from the dead and defeated hell and the grave on the first Easter Sunday. He is a God that is greater than my understanding or ability to explain who he is. He is the Lord God Almighty. So do you serve a God that can? Do you serve a God that can turn you and get you radical from complacency to absolutely on fire, mm, an all-consuming fire? Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, the New American Standard Version. Again, I ask that same question. Do you serve a God that can? How big is your God? I give my example by pointing to the heavens. That's how big he is. (laughs) He has the whole world in his hand. You think of the size of that hand. You know how tall he's got to be to have that hand, that, that earth in the palm of his hand. Is he a God that can? Oh, can the God that you serve make you radical? Can the God that you serve turn your heart to be sold out and radical for him? Is the God that you serve, can he complete and do all the things that he says he will do for you in his word? The things that I do, you shall do because I go unto my Father. Yet greater things will you do because I go unto my Father. Mm. He says we can have whatsoever things we say, but we need mm-hmm. to stop saying what we have. Now, I have another question. How big is your faith? It is the one thing to believe that can do something and another thing to believe that he will do something. You know, if you think God can do something, it's an entirely different story when you believe he will do something. Mark 9.24, a father honestly responded to Jesus' statement, anything is possible if a person believes. Mark 9.23, by saying, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. You see, Jesus wants us to have that same kind of belief. 
Jesus wants us to have that same kind of understanding. Jesus wants us to have that same kind of hunger, that same kind of desire as the gentleman praying, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. That should be part of our daily prayer. Amaze me again today, Father, because yesterday's amazement is gone. Amaze me again today. Show me how you are making me radical for you. Show me how you're getting me sold out and radical for you. Lord, I need to have you amaze me again today simply because I know you can, simply because I know you will. You see, the man that prayed that prayer, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. His declaration resonates in my soul. It should resonate in yours also. Yes, Lord, I believe you can, but I don't always believe that you will. Oh, does that Mm. ever pop up in our heads? Mm. Yes, Lord, I believe you can, but I don't always believe that you will. (laughs) So many times people think along these lines. You'll hear people say, I can't lay hands on people like Benny Hinn and they're healed. Oh, yes, you can. You don't pray for Benny Hill's ministry. You pray for yours. Ask God to give you your own. You don't pray for the anointing that you see on somebody else. You pray for your own. You don't pray for the faith of somebody else. You pray for your own. You pray that God would take away the unbelief that is there. Do you expect God to work through you? Do you and do great work that will change the world? Do you honestly expect God to do that? Isn't that what he promises he will do? He says Mm -hmm. that Jesus came to turn this world upside down. Then why are so many Christians living upside down lives? Mm. (laughs) Yeah I'm not asking the question theoretically I'm asking you Do you think he can Use you I'm asking you do you think He will Use you How is God going to Use me today Why do you think He wants us sold out and radical For him When he's got a vessel that is sold out and radical for us, can you picture yourself walking through a fiery furnace, turned up seven times the normal heat? Because Jesus was sold out and radical for the three men that was walking in that fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Two of the king's servants that were putting the men in the the furnace were burned to death because it was turned up seven times its normal heat. Mm, What does that tell you? Sold out and radical. God wants us to be radical. God wants us to be that fire that no man can put out. God wants us to be that inferno that's seven times hotter than it normally should be. And yet still watch him work through us. You see, it's easy for us to lower our expectations. So that we don't yeah. have to put the validity on our belief system online. Wow. Oh, and, mm-hmm. you know, so many people do that. Well, I'm just not going to go in the hospital and pray because what if I pray and nothing happens? You've got to get yourself out of the way. You can't go in with that attitude. If I go in, no, 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 no. Jesus says, you go in and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He doesn't call anybody by name. He didn't just say, Bishop Butterfield, 
uh, Bishop Ann Butterfield, go in and lay hands. No, no, that's a command to everybody that is a believer. Amen. That is a command to show, let God show off, show up and show off in you and through you because he's got a vessel that's, guess what? Well, I've been saying it this whole, for the whole message, radical, sold out and radical. Woo! You <laughs> see, when you get sold out and radical for Jesus, he finds ways to use you that you've never even dreamed of. You've never that's even right. touched the surface of because <laughs> you've got your hands up and the international sign of surrender. You're totally surrendered. You picked up your cross. You're daily following him, and you are sold out and radical enough to say, God, here am I, send me. Don't send me where I wouldn't go myself. Send me where you wouldn't, would go and do the things that you would do. Because we don't want to believe that he can't do something. We settle with thinking that he won't do it. You know, that's where that, uh, if you got that kind of uh, thinking, you need to get a checkup from the neck up and stop that stinking thinking. That's as simple as that. God tells us to do something. He's already commissioned us to do so. It takes us being sold out and radical. It takes us getting radical for Jesus to be able to do some of these things. A lack of faith, that presence of unbelief becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Did you ever think about that? A self-fulfilling prophecy. It doesn't say God-filled. It says a self-fulfilling prophecy. You you remember verses 5 and 6 of our text? And he could do no miracle there except that he laid his hands upon a few sick people and healed them. And he wondered at their unbelief. You know, not only Mm. did this stop God from doing miracles, stop Jesus from doing miracles, it made him, and I can kind of picture him just sitting down on a rock like the thinker, putting his hand up on his face and just, (laughs) Wow, did they just really do that? He wondered at their unbelief, or throwing his hand over his mouth going, did they really do that? (laughs) Oh, we can explore how to fan the flames of our faith and become the type of people that God works through. But for now, let's follow the example of the man who confessed that he believed and asked Jesus to help him with his unbelief. Remember the words of Paul, Ephesians 2, verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. You see, there's so many people that are trying to live in yesteryear. Well, you know, I used to see these miracles, and I used to see all this kind of stuff, and I'm just not seeing them anymore. Well, uh, guess who moved then? Because God didn't. He's still the same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and always. And uh, if you're not seeing them now, maybe it's time you rekindle your faith. Maybe it's time you uh, learn how to get radical again. Maybe it's time you learn how to get sold out and radical. You see, the importance of that acronym that I'm using Sold out and radical, it, it, it's such a small word, but it carries such a weight with it. Because with that four-letter word, oh, you know, hey, it's a four-letter word. It's got a good, good use, good term. It, with that four-letter word, you can prove Satan is defeated. You can prove mm. 
that God is greater than any sickness in this world. You can prove that God knows better for anybody and everyone, no matter who they are, where they've been, what they are. It doesn't matter. Now, you think that God doesn't want us to be sold out and radical. Take a look at Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. I know thy works, thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So, verse 16, so then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. And you know that word, when you translate that word from the original language, spew, means vomitous mass. How, do you, yeah. how would anybody like to be known as a vomitous mass coming out of the mouth no, of Jesus? Made God sick. <laughs> made God sick. How can, we, how can we deal with that and not end up that way? He wants us hot. He wants us on fire. How can yeah. we do that if we're not radical? <laughs> you know, you can have some fun with this. How can we do that? If we're not sold out and radical, oh, man, could we ever have some fun with that? It just gets me all excited when I think about it because what God is showing me that it can happen now uh, if you're sold out and radical to him will blow your mind what he's going to do in you and through you and how he's going to do it. You, got, you can never underestimate the power that God is wanting to put in you. So when I say get radical, <laughs> are you ready to Ooh. get sore? Are yeah. you ready? What a conversation. Mm. I go back to that. What a conversation starter. How are you doing? I'm <laughs> sore. And, of course, they're going to think sore, S-O-R-E. Oh, use absorbing junior or use icy hot or use something like this. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sold out and radical. Can I explain to you how I am? And, I mean, you talk about open a door. Uh, they're going to be so intrigued by what you're saying and why you're saying it. They're going to want to hear what you got to say. Trust That's me, right. it works. If you, if you go to somebody in a conversation and you tell them you're sore, and you begin to explain to them why and how. You've got, a, you've got their attention. Well, I got radical. You can pause for a second there. <laughs> I, I not only got radical, I got sold out and radical. You want to know how? Let me tell you. I'm excited about it. You, you want to be ex- as excited as I am about it? I can tell you, I can introduce you to the person that can get you there. Woo! Amen. It's an awesome way to start a conversation. It's an awesome way to let the power of God flow in you and through you to a lost, Amen. a dying, and a hurting world. It's an mm-hmm. awesome way for you to reach and touch somebody that is absolutely 100% broken as you lay your arm around them and you begin to pray for them and you begin to talk to them about being radical for Jesus, about being sold out and radical for Jesus. They're going to know it's the truth because it's, they can sense the emotion that's in you. They're going to know it's mm-hmm. real because they're going to be able to sense the power that's flowing from you to them. You see, God mm-hmm. doesn't, it said his word does not go void. It does not return void. It goes forth and does what it's purpose to do. 
And when you use something like this, a little small acronym like this, you think of the acronyms that's come before. Push, pray until something happens. Fog, fully rely on God. The one I use for faith, Father, all in my hands. There's so many acronyms, but so few have so much power as this one does. Because when we get radical for Jesus, folks, it just I, I can picture Jesus being excited for us. Because he was sold out radical for us. What he endured, what he went through, what he stood up for was all because of you and I. If he had not been radical for us, if he had not been radical for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they wouldn't have made it out of that furnace. They wouldn't have made it in the furnace like the two guards that were killed trying to put him in. Mm-hmm. Daniel wouldn't have made it out of the lion's den because you go on to read the story after Daniel was pulled from the lion's den. Uzziah, he then took all of the families, everybody that, that spoke against Daniel for the reasons they did. He took them, their children, and their families. And before they reached the bottom of the pit, the, the lions had broken all of their bones. Mm-hmm. So. God, God used a powerful example there. God used a powerful example with Noah and the flood. God used a powerful example of being radical in David as God guided that one stone from David's sling to Goliath's head. A, mm-hmm. a giant is nine foot nine, and here the, David was a young boy. Mm-hmm. You think David wasn't radical for God? You stop and you think about that. <laughs> You think Jonah wasn't the radical for God at first? No. You know, Jonah was playing games with God. He, first, he wanted to, do, he wanted to pitch and, and watch God uh, take care of the problem and then take credit for it. But see, my mind on the story of Jonah, it's just my mind, the way it operates. You think about the acids in a, a whale's stomach. Okay, well, it's going to bleach everything out. Hypothetically, it's, uh, it's going to bleach everything out. So here, and let's say hypothetically the people of Nineveh were very superstitious. Well, this whale spits out upon dry land the, this man that's bleached out white as a ghost running through town saying, Repent or you're going to die. Repent or you're going to die. You know, if they were superstitious, uh, they, they were going to think that uh, there's a radical man for Jesus there. We better listen to him. <laughs> but you stop and you think about it. <laughs> you stop and you think about it When we talk about radical Getting radical for Jesus Oh my gosh There's nobody ever been on the face of this earth That is more radical for you and I Than Jesus was Abraham was radical He was ready to sacrifice his only son But God stopped him by putting a ram in the bush Jesus is the only one that took his radical, his, his radical attitude to the grave. He was in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. He arose and came up victorious. And he did that for you and I. There's, we have so many reasons, folks, to get radical for God. We have so many reasons to come off of the complacency that the church has fallen into today and realize that the same Jesus that we're talking about, he's the same Jesus today. 
He's the same Jesus in the valleys. He's the same Jesus on the mountaintop. He's the same Jesus that we care about and love as the ones he cares and loves the ones that are homeless on the street all around us. I am so thankful that we serve a God that is radical for us. Amen. God was so radical for us, he was willing to give his son, which he did for us. We would have never seen this if we hadn't had a Savior that was radical for us. You stop and you think about that. You stop and you think about that. I mean, the title of the message, it might be a funny one, but it's the message I'm hoping goes through. I hope it touches your heart to make you want to become radical, makes, makes you want to become sold out and radical. Sold out, uh, you know, that's in and of itself says, speaks volumes. When you're sold out for something, you're, you're all in for that cause. There's nothing that's going to stop you from reaching out and going for that cause. You're sold out because you believe it. And see, that's all Jesus wants us to do is believe with all of our heart and have no unbelief. We can have whatsoever things we ask if we ask and doubt not. Doubt and unbelief. That's the biggest hindrance to us today as Christians. And you see so many people falling further and further away. After COVID, uh, the sad thing about that, people got used to going, not going to church and not missing church. Mm-hmm. Then they got used to not missing mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. So you can see that throughout yeah. churches all across this country. Mm-hmm. Churches that were booming are now hurting in numbers. And I know, I know we're not about the numbers. We're about mm-hmm. the souls. We're about the, the kingdom business. Mm-hmm. But you look at them today as they were 50 years ago. Boy, have we fallen away. Amen. So when you think about reasoning to want to do something and do it with every fiber of your being, find what's going to help you get radical. Not just radical, but find what's going to help you get sold out and radical for Jesus. Bishop Butterfield. Amen, man. <laughs> awesome word. Awesome man. There's so many thoughts that's going through my head. Oh my God. Radical. Because being radical meaning that you you're going against what's normal. You're going against what's tradition. You're going against what's what's normal. And and in order to be saved, you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so you're not going according to uh, the way things always been. And Jesus came on scene preaching that. And, you know, there's so many scriptures that say, say that uh, to be saved, the things you do is radical because he said if you save your life, you will lose it. But you got to use your life so you can save it. <laughs> That's radical. Peter yes, said, sir. You are peculiar. you are peculiar people. So we, 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 we are radical, and when you're radical, you, you said it right. You said it exactly right. You, 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 you are sold out. It's no longer about what you want to do. It's no longer about what your thinking is. You are sold out and fully surrender to the will of God. And so you got, to be radical, you've got to be. I mean, those, those people in the Middle East and different places, 
uh, they are so sold out that they would strap a bomb to their own body just to yeah. just for their cause, just for their cause. And so we as people of God need to strap the word of God to our body <laughs> so we can explode and let everybody know that Jesus lives and they can live too. And so this is a, this is an awesome awesome word tonight, man. I, I just there's so many things I thought about. You brought in about Jonah. Oh my God, <laughs> Jonah was 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 acting normal because he hated uh, the people of Nineveh and didn't want to see them saved. But when he got in that well, <laughs> when he got in the belly of that well, he was transformed. He was then sold out. He was so sold out to the fact that when he got on land, a, a journey that would have taken him three days, <laughs> it only took him one day. <laughs> and he threw his wings on his feet, didn't he? Huh? I said he threw his wings on his feet, didn't he? He became radical. The thing that he didn't want to do, he did it expeditiously. <laughs> yes. Because he became... And you were talking about how Paul says we are uh, uh, unique, uh, what was the word you used, uh, well, peculiar people. When you translate peculiar from the original language, that means uniquely his own. So you stop yes. and you think about that. Jesus has made us <laughs> uniquely his own, and he wants us, based on what we see in the verse of uh, uh, Revelation chapter 15, 16, he wants us to be on on fire for him, sold out and radical. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you you are, you are so right, because we, we, when you started out, uh, you said about how the church, uh, many, many in the church are so complacent and so uh, desensitized uh, to what's going on around them. I mean, we see all this killing all day long, all this uh, homosexuality, all these things going on, and we're so complacent, we just want to stay in our four walls and do. But I thank God for, for men and women like you, yourself and, and light of the world, uh, how we're going out into darkness and trying to eradicate darkness throughout the world. So I thank God for you and what God is doing through you. And uh, we love God for uh, his mercy and his grace towards us. And we're going to continue to stay on the wall because we are some radical folks. We ain't doing, we doing church as usual. We ain't doing church as usual. We're we, we, we going to do what we need to do, amen, to get the, uh, the kingdom advanced. And uh, so if we have anybody else on the line, uh, we see we have several people on there. If you're on and uh, uh, you want to comment on this word, and I know uh, um, Deacon uh, Elder Lewis, has been on the on 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 the, on the mission field, and I know he's been praising uh, uh, some stuff. So if you want to say something, just press one on your phone. Press one on your phone, uh, uh, Elder Lewis. Good, good evening. Hey, man, this, this, how are you doing tonight? Oh, doing well. Can't complain. Can't complain at all. Good <laughs> word. Let me let me say that. Uh, uh, minister, uh, uh, I forgot his name just that quick, but uh, Pastor, but I just want to say, Pastor what? Pastor Fair. Pastor Fair. Pastor Fair. Thank you for this word. Yes, sir. Uh, and 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 I'm gonna hit a couple of things real quick, and I'm gonna get out of here. It's like soar. Faith in through the word causes us to soar, and we become radical because of the word. 
that dunamis power <laughs> of the word. These are the things mm-hmm. that I heard it, that you were saying as you were teaching. Uh, ignites us to become radical. Uh, I'm glad mm-hmm. God does not uh, d- does not put us on hold. <laughs> okay, you Amen. know that's it, so that's so important. You know uh, that mm-hmm. that He doesn't He doesn't forget about us. You know He He mm-hmm. He's always there responding when we call on Him. And and being mm-hmm. sold out keep us in the word. You know you got to be sold mm-hmm. out. That that's what gives us a desire for the word. And in the word we receive oh, yeah. the power to soar. So it's only through mm-hmm. the word that we can soar and be radical. The word talks about a falling away in the last days, and that's something you hit on. It says that uh, so so they uh, some think that they don't need a lot of word. Well, yeah, they do. You know, because that's the only thing that's going to give them the power to be radical and to be able to make it in the times that we're living in. So thank you for that word, because that was encouraging to 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 hear what you said that would allow us to soar, stay in the word. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Elder. Amen. We thank God for for uh, this word, Pastor Fair. You always, you always hitting it, man. You always, always giving us something to think about, amen. And, and these days and times, we can see, uh, you know, we got people uh, in, 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 in power who, who, are, who are radical for the wrong reason. And so we, we who uh, know God need to be radical for the right reason. <clears throat> so we thank the praise God. Yes, sir. So uh, you want to go ahead and uh, uh, any final words and then offer prayer, and we will be dismissed. You will never, ever, ever be disappointed when you learn how to become sold out and radical for Jesus because he will indeed amaze you every single day. He will open your eyes to things that you've never dreamed of before. And uh, with that thought, with gracious Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that we have the time to share your word through multimedia, through various different ways. Father, that we can reach out to those that are lost and dying and hurting. Father, those that just need to be renewed, restored, and refreshed. We just hope that the word that you have given to us uh, does just exactly that, that it sparks something in them to help them to want to become radical, sold out and radical even more than we've ever dreamed of being just for you, Father God, to show just a portion of love back to you that you show for us. We give you praise and honor and glory for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so Man, much. Man, I consider my life nothing. If I could just finish the race and complete the job the Lord Jesus gave me. I live to tell the world his message. Romans 1, 16. I'm not ashamed. I ain't ashamed. We sold out. We in God's face till we fold out. He wanted, we got it. We ain't trying to hold out. Break me, shake me, mold me. I'd rather die like we are sold out. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> amen, amen. Thank you so much for this word, man. Uh, we're going to feast on it, and we're going to talk about it. Amen. Right. We have a blessed night. We love you. Thank God for you. And we tell your neighbor, tell your friend, every Saturday night at 8 p.m., dial 917 to turn on the light broadcast. Have a great night. Love you guys.